Romans 13, and uh, we'll see how far we get. Let's go ahead and read down to verse 7. It says, uh, Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For the rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister, avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Therefore you must be subject not only because of wrath, but also because of conscience sake. For because of this you also pay taxes, for they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render therefore to all that is due, taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to customs, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Oh, no one, uh, so we'll stop there. Okay, well, let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much for the word of God. And so it's filled with life and direction for our lives. Lord, we're going to receive it by faith and submit to the word of God and act on it. Holy Spirit, we call upon you as the divine teacher. We ask that you would anoint the eyes, ears, and heart of each person listening. Father, I'm asking you to open their hearts and speak to them so that they walk away hearing from you, not from man, hearing from you in their life. And Lord, by faith, they'll act upon it and the power of God will be released in their life. Lord, we thank you that only you can do this miracle and it's happening right now in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. All right, so let's go to verse uh, 1 and start unpacking. It says, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there's no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. It says, let every soul, say every. every. Say, I'm in every. every. Every soul needs to be submitted or subjected to authority. And so authority is everywhere you, go, you look, there's authority. There's authority when you get in your car and drive out on that road. If you're, if you're unsure about that, the, those blue lights that flip on, that's authority. And so it's best to submit to that authority. Uh, don't don't uh, try to do a Bo and Luke Duke with General <laughs> Lee and I'm just going to outrun these cops. Uh, that does not work. That is TV. And so I advise not to do that. <clears throat> and there's authority in the workplace. And so there's authority and there's submission in the workplace. There is it in the home and so everywhere you go. And so we, we often change hats. And so in the church like today, I'm in the church, I'm wearing an authority hat as pastor. But then when I walk out the door, I take that off and put the submission hat and I'm driving over somewhere. I'm going into other businesses. I'm having submission hat on. There's other authorities over me. And so when I come into the home, I'm the head of the home, I put the authority hat on, but then when I leave, I take it off. So we're always taking the hats on, putting them on. And as a wife, you know, you're the, you know, uh, you're the authority hat over the children, but then when you leave the home, then you're, you're going to work or you're doing something else. You put the authority, put the submission hat on. All of us are in different places, have different roles of submission authority, and we need to learn to be able to operate in both. Because you can't operate in authority if you don't know how to submit. And so, so uh, authority flows through, authority flows through submission. And so if we're not submitted to authority, we can't bear authority or walk in the authority that we're to have. And so we need to understand these things. So we're going to talk about authority in general today, but also going to talk about how does it operate in the government and with the government today as a Christian. 
So, so let every soul, look at the word soul, suke soul, that, that's where, we're, where we have a trouble submitting. So your spirit's born again, it's submitted, it's all nice, and I'm, your spirit's all submitted to authority, and you have no problem with your spirit. But your soul may need some work. Tell someone you may need some work. In your soul. Your thoughts, your will, your emotions. Bless God, I have a different viewpoint. I think this. I feel this. And, and so our, our souls get involved, and our will gets involved, and sometimes our will is not in line with authority. And so we're going to talk about authority, when to submit to authority, when not to submit. There's a time not to submit to authority. And so we'll talk about that. But it says every soul, every means you're not an exception. Well, everybody needs to submit around here. Well, you, you're an every, so, so we all need to do that. Let every soul be subject. Look at that word subject. You get the word subject or submissive in different translations. Both of them come from one Greek word, hupotasso. Say hupotasso. You've learned a Greek word. Hallelujah. You know a little Greek. Okay. Little Greek, hupotasso. Hupo means under. Tasso means to arrange yourself. To arrange, say, arrange yourself. To arrange yourself under authority. It was actually used in the military of coming under the rank of another. In the military, you have rank. You have private, and then you have uh, the next one. <laughs> I know captain's in there somewhere, lieutenant, major, colonel, general. I got general now. And so you have different ranks of authority, and so those are the authority, and you find where your rank is, and you operate under that authority. Now, does it, make the, does it mean that the, that the general as a person is better than the private as a person? No. There's equality of human beings, but to function, you have to have authority and submission, to have function between human beings. Do you know that there is authority and submission within the Godhead to function? God the Father, ultimate in authority. Jesus is submitted unto the Father. Matter of fact, he said that when, every, when he comes back after the thousand-year reign and, he, and everything's put under his authority, he will then hand the authority over to God, God the Father. So there's submission. And the Holy Spirit is in submission to the Son, points everything, doesn't, doesn't say anything, but points to the Son. And so there is, but it, does the Holy Spirit less of God than the, God the Father? Is God the Son less than God the Father? No, they're equal in nature and character, but to function, there's, a, there's submission and authority. And so it's that way within a workplace, within a church, within the home. And if we don't have that system or we get out of rank and get out of the order set up by God, then there's dysfunction. Ask someone, are you, have you had any dysfunction lately? I'm just reading scripture today, guys. I'm, I am the, I am a, I'm the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. Because next time you may like it, the message. So if you shoot me, you're not going to get any good ones. So praise God. 
And we go verse by verse here. It's not like, well, you know what? I'm going to teach on this today. And, you know, it's just I go verse by verse, and I don't get the luxury of jumping over subjects. And sometimes we, we have jump around messages, hallelujah, praise the Lord, I'm the righteous of God in Christ Jesus, and have a wonderful time. Sometimes we talk about practical things like submission, things like adultery, stuff like that. Oh, that's not the top 20 messages I'd pick to grow my church. <laughs> but praise God, we're going to go verse by verse by verse. And so we need all of the word of God. And so today we're going to talk about authority and submission and what it is and what it's not. So let every soul be subject. And so that word hupatasso means to find your place and operate there. It, notice it says that you, this is something you do for yourself. It's a, it's a verb in the Greek which means you do it, you, you choose to do it yourself because uh, author, uh, a submission cannot be forced. Biblical submission cannot be forced because if you force someone to submit to you, it's no longer called biblical submission, it's called slavery. And God's not for that. And so this is something you choose to do. God's not going to do it for you. No one else is going to do it for you. You choose to do it. And to the degree do you want to operate in God's system, we're going to find out the power of submission today. Because that word submission has such a nasty connotation thrown to it. It's like you put it in your mouth and think, mmm, that's a bad taste. We're going to find out it's a beautiful word. Beautiful. Put that, mmm, that's wonderful. We're going to find out that all of us are called to submit. All of us are called to bear authority. We need to operate in both of them and understand them. And so here it says, be subject to the governing authorities. Look at that word governing authorities. It's not so much uh, just talking about our civil government here, but governing authorities is uh, in the Greek means one holding higher authority. So what this says, so let every soul be subject to those that hold higher authority than you do. Guys, wherever you go, there is authority. And so I've learned, and I don't do it perfectly, but wherever I go, I look for authority and I submit to it. Wherever you go, you can find authority. You can find authority between two people and just ask which one's older. Because in 1 Peter it says, let the younger be submissive to the elder. Hallelujah. And so we're called to submit. So you can find authority. And there's what's called functional authority. Where someone knows more than you do in a certain area. Well, if you have any smarts, you need to submit to their functional authority. You know, there's things that Joanne operates much better in. And so I'm the head of the home, but then I operate... But then. I submit to her functional authority in certain areas. So this, this goes all the way through life. Authority, submission, authority, submission. And so we're going to look at that today. So let every soul be subject to, the, to those that are, have authority over them. For there is no authority except from God. Do you mean he put that president we have now and he put him in there? No, he, he ordained the position he's in. God didn't put everybody into where they're at but he put every position they stand in so that we can function. If we don't have any authorities in our government, no presidents, no vice presidents, no senators, no governors, no mayors, no police department, no, it's just anarchy. So we got to have that and learn how to operate in that. And so it says, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities for there's no authority except from God 
And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. And so it's so important that we understand this. And so let me say what submission is not. Submission is not agreement. Well, normally I agree with you, but I don't agree, so I'm not submitting. No, what you said is all the way up until now you've been in agreement, and now you have an opportunity to submit, and you're not going to. The touchstone for submission is when you don't agree. Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> See, me and you, let me, today, I'm talking to your neighbor. <laughs> me and you like this. Okay? All right. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> Jesus had to learn submission. Because all the way through his ministry, they were in perfect agreement. Father says, well, that's what I want to do. Well, I want to do that too. Well, I want, to, I want you to go heal. Well, I want to do that. I want you to go cast out. Well, I want to go cast out devils. And so all through his ministries and agreeing, I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree. Until at the very end, the father says, this is what I want you to do. And the son says, I don't agree. You want to do this and I want to do something different. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he says, I want you to take on the sin of mankind and allow yourself to be cut off from me so that you'll bear their iniquity so you can bring them to me. And Jesus fell down in torment and says, Lord, is there any other way? Let this cup pass from me. I don't want this. But, however, nevertheless, not my will, your will be done. Submission. Up until that, you're in agreement. It's easy to agree. Sometimes the test of maturity is submission. And so, so that's what it's not. And so next I'm going to talk about that there's different roles in the Word of God of authority and submission roles. And so we're going to read Scripture uh, the scriptures where they're found, the different roles where, where scripture specifically calls a role, a place of authority, a place of submission. And so we're going to read those this morning. Now I have a question for you. When God deals with those in authority and submission and tells them that what they're supposed to be doing, see the problem is, is that we don't like our part. We really are more concerned about the other one's part. You know, if you would do your part, I would do my part. <laughs> well, no, if you do your part, I'll do my part. No, you're called to do my part. Say, I'm called, I'm called to do my part. So that means I need to pay, get my eyes off them and focus on, really get your eyes on Jesus because it's the only way you're going to do it. Because guess what? When we talk about, you know, talk about, let's just talk about marriage. Oh, where we fear to tread. <laughs> like Job and marriage. Um, there, there's not a whole lot of scriptures that talk about marriage in the New Testament. Oh, it's everywhere. No, not really. You find it in Ephesians and Colossians and 1 Peter. Where it specifically talks about husbands and wives. You don't really see a whole lot in a few verses. 
You think, oh, well, you need whole conferences on this thing. Well, no, not really. Is no, you got to find out that to have a successful marriage is you need to be a successful Christian. Because marriage is always in the second half of the book at the end. So, so what you need is to master the first half of the book. Is to understand you're the righteous God in Christ Jesus, that you're holy, loved, and and your position and your authority and you have a security in who you are and, and what you do is not really who you are and, and but it's but but who you think you are is your expression and, and so the second half is really just what does the new creation look like at work and in marriage and in parenting. It's just understanding the new creation is the first half of each book of Ephesians one through three, Romans one through eight. You have to understand the foundation of who you are, how to walk in the spirit. How to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. No, you have fruit of the Spirit to operate in. And so you need to know all these things. So if you understand how to walk in the Spirit and know who you are, so marriage becomes much more easier working out problems with that other person. And so we're going to talk about the different roles. We're going to find out marriage roles. We're going to find out uh, parent-to-children roles. We're going to find out worker-employee-to-employees. We're going to find those verses, we're going to look at them, but I have a question for you. When God addresses these people in these roles, which one does he address first? Does he address the person in authority, or does he address the one in submission first? I want you to think about it in your mind, because I don't want to embarrass anybody. I want you to think, which one does God address first? So let's check. All right, let's go to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22 says, wives, submit to your own husbands, as to the Lord. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Verse 25, husbands, love your wives, just as Christ has also loved the church and gave himself up for her. So in this, you have the husband and the wife. Which, which role is, is addressed first? The submission role or the authority role? The submission role mentioned first, addressed to them first. And so, um, so it says, wives, submit yourself to your own husbands as to the Lord, and the husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. Now, ladies, I know these are difficult verses, but actually, you got the easy part. I, it, it, I'm sorry. I, you can't argue me out of that point. The, the husband has the higher bar. Why? Wives are to submit to themselves, submit to their husband as the church submits to Jesus. Have you checked the church out lately? Not a very high bar set for you ladies. But the guys are to love the wives as Christ has loved the church. Gulp. All right, didn't like that one. Go to Ephesians 6. <laughs> Protect me, O Lord Jesus. <laughs> Ephesians 6, 1. Uh, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise that it may be well with you and may live long on the earth. And you fathers, or parents, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. So which role is addressed first? The role of submissions is addressed first. Let's go down to verse 5. Bond servants. Well, this was slaves back in the day, but we don't have slaves, praise the Lord. So today we would say employers and employees. 
Because when you clock in that day at work, guess what? It's like, I'm here to serve you. I'm on your time. Not on my time. I don't get to do what I want to do. I'm here to do what you want me to do. I don't get to play solitaire all day long. Look, the boss looks busy. The boss is looking. No. If I'm going to do it the way God wants to, when I clock on, I'm to work and I'm to do what they're asking me to do. And so it says, verse 5, it says, bond servants or employees... Be obedient to those who your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling in sincerity of heart as to Christ. Not with eye service as men pleaser, look busy, the boss is coming, but bond, bond servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. With good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is slave or free. And you masters or employ, employ, employers... Do the same things to them, giving up threatening. Knowing that your own master is in heaven and there is no partiality with him. Question, which role is addressed first? To those in a submission are addressed first. Go to Colossians chapter 3, look at verse 18. Wives, submit, your, to, your, submit to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. As fitting in the Lord. If he's asking you to sin, is that as fitting in the Lord? No. Or to go against what the Word of God says, is that fitting in the Lord? No. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter towards them. Which one's addressed first? The role of submission or the authority? Submission. Look at verse 20. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Which one is, is mentioned first or addressed first? Those in submission are addressed first. Look at verse 22. Bond servants or employees obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you'll receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he's done, and therefore no partiality. Chapter 4, verse 1 says, Masters, give, up your, give to your bond servants what is just and fair, knowing you have a master in heaven. Which role is addressed first? The role of submission. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 6. Look at verse 1. Let as many bondservants or employees that are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor, for that the name of the Lord, the name of God and his doctrine may not be blasphemed, and those who have believing masters, let them not despise them because they're brethren, but rather serve them because those are benefited believers uh, beloved, teach and exhort these things. And so which one is, is addressed first here? The role of submission. Look in, finally, 1 Peter chapter 3, look at verse 1. Wives, likewise be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives. Verse 7, husbands likewise dwell with them according to understanding, giving honor to the wife as the weaker vessel, and being heirs together the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Which one is addressed first? Submission. Why would he, you would think that, hey, you've got to address the person in authority and get that straightened out from the top and then deal with what's underneath it. And so why does he always, without question, always deal with the person in, a, in submission before he deals with the one in authority? Well, I'm glad you asked that question because we're going to look at that. See, authority comes from God. God has complete control of authority. 
He gives it to who he wants to give it to, and he can take it away from whoever he takes, wants to take it away from. He has 100% control of authority. But let me tell you something he has no control over, your submission. Your submission. It's yours. He won't make it. He won't make you submit. So it's up to you. So let me say something to you. Actually, the place of submission is a place of blessing. Because let me tell you that authority is like channels for God's blessings to flow down to the receptacle of submission. God has designed authority that his blessing. Now, there are many spiritual blessings that will come direct line viewed to your Savior. If you need healing, it's just submit by faith into Jesus and boom, download, you got your healing. But I'm talking about there's many blessings in the natural that come through the flow of authority and submission. There's promotion at work. There's just a blessing of unity that God blesses unity. As a matter of fact, I want you to look at a verse in Psalms 133, verse 1. There's many blessings that come through submitting to authority. Psalms 133, verse 1 says, A song of ascents of David. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. There he commands his blessing. Where does God command his blessing? On unity. Unity, oh, well, that's when all of us are just to agree. No, no, no. Unity has a lot to do with submitting to authority. Because what do you do when you don't agree, just simply don't agree? Well, if they're my authority and it's not sin, not asking me to sin, then guess what I do? I get to share what I feel about it, share in a, in a very respectful way, say, you know, have you thought this and, and have you considered that and this is what I think, and you submit that to, to your authority if you don't agree with that, or you ask for clarification, I maybe I don't understand, and can you clarify why you do that? So you ask questions instead of just... Some of you didn't look at that. You don't do that. And so, 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 so guess what we should do? We should share how we feel about it how many times? One time. And we plant the seed one time, and then we water it. Well, yeah, I'm going to water it because I'll bring it up and bring it up. And, ha- and, you know, you, did you, did you, and I'll, I'll keep after them and water that until they do what I want. No, no, that's not, that's not watering. Well, watering is you plant the seed once. You, you share your view of it as best you know how in the right spirit and the heart. And then, and then you water it through prayer. Say, Lord, if this is from you, what I just shared with them, let it take root in their heart. Amen. Bring other people across their path and sharing that you start speaking to them about it. Because the more you press and you press and you press, guess what? They're just going to be solidified in their position. So guess what? It's come to this. Trust God. Has it come to that? Trust God. With the person, I don't trust that person over me. I didn't ask you to trust the person over you. I'm asking you to trust God with the person that's over you. Because when you can submit, that's when the blessing can flow to you. Just like water. Water's going to find the lowest place. And as long as there is a place, a receptacle, there's going to be demand for, for the blessing to flow to. But if you rise up in pride and say, bless God, I will not, then you cut off the flow. 
Let me say something to you. To the degree you submit in the fear of God and to God, trusting that person that you don't trust, and you'll do it in, in, in trusting God, God, so much demand can be put upon him to get that blessing to you, it will alter the, the place of authority. God will work in them and work in them to where, boom, there's a change. Or that authority can get removed. Now, don't pray your husband out. <laughs> Take him, Jesus! <laughs> Not what I'm saying. <laughs> Let me give you an illustration. Submission is a receptacle. For, is, it's been made to be the, recept, the receiver and the receptacle for all God's goodness. That's why he designed it. He designed authority to bless you. And, and this is mostly natural blessings because just spiritually, just you submit yourself to Jesus by faith. And that what's in true in Christ, you can have that. But I'm talking about there's a lot of natural blessings that you have only comes through, through the, the channels of authority. And if you're not submitted in that authority, there's nowhere for that blessing to go to, no receptacle for it. Okay. This is authority. I'm thirsty. And so as long as there's a receptacle for this, But if this rises above the authority, how can that blessing that's in this, this authority get to it? So that's why, guys, that in work relationships, at work, marriages, even adult, I mean, parent, that, that an, a very, un, let me say, a very dysfunctional relationship can continue over long periods of time because there's not been a receptacle for, that, that puts demand that the authority change. And it can go on indefinitely. As long as there's a draw upon that and there's submission, that's called humility, find the low place where that can get to it. The pressure can get so strong on that authority, it'll change it. And that happens with a, a boss at work, with a husband-wife situation. And so just in my part, me and Joanne are going to share our hearts. We're going to open our hearts and we're going to close it because we don't know all yet. We're just sharing in our marriage. We have different opinions on stuff. And usually she's right. <laughs> but we have different opinions on different ways to go. And, and, and guys, I try to, unless there's a fire in the house, I try to, be in, to find agreement. I don't use, my, my authority is to bless her and to see her grow and reach her potential and, and be blessed. That's what my, cult, my call as an authority figure in this marriage relationship, that's what I'm called to do. So I'm going to try to find agreement. And if we don't agree, we'll either back down and uh, I'll back down. Or we'll, we'll take time and we'll pray about it. And sometimes we may compromise here and there, but usually get to agreement. But there's sometimes where I just feel very strongly, this is what the Lord's saying. And, and in the marriage relationship, the husband's the head. Head means leader. 
and wives are are under the head and so 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 when it comes down to it that that the husband's the leader of what happens not he's not the head of the wife in christ not the spirit the husband is not the spiritual head of the wife jesus is the spiritual head as our spiritual head right we have our own relationship with jesus you don't have to go through your husband to get Jesus. No, you have that. And then talking about the natural home, the natural life we live in. He's the leader. And guess who has to stand before God and stand accountable for the decisions that are made? The husband one day will stand before the Lord Jesus Christ and say, why did you let this happen? Why did you do that? Uh, the kids told me we had to. Well, I'm holding you accountable for it. Gulp. Why did, well, my wife, we, we, well, you, I told you to do this and you didn't do it. I'm holding you accountable. And so we understand that those that are over us are going to be held accountable to God. We ought to pray for those. Let's say pray for the, all those in authority. Pray that they're hearing from God. And so uh, one day she, she, she judo techniqued me. She threw me off my game. I didn't know what to do with it. We were disagreeing, but she said, Honey, God's put you in the position as the head of the home. I'm told you my feelings on this and what I, I, what I think we ought to do about it, and I'm leaving it with you, but God's going to hold you accountable for this. <laughs> but you're the head, and I'm submitting to that. What do I do with that? <laughs> I was like, What did you want? What? Just tell me. What? It's just it just something about respect for a husband. Just like they don't know. Okay, I'll do it. Whatever. Because the head, the husband's the head, but the wife's the neck. And 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 so you say, well, you don't know my husband. You don't know my husband. You know my husband Dudley. Dudley's done some boneheaded things, makes all these mistakes and affects me, and you expect me to trust Dudley. No, I'm not. God's not. God's I want you to trust God with Dudley. And be careful, ladies, because you love watching Hallmark. <laughs> and you see this dark, handsome figure that is just so charming and so handsome and debonair i mean he's a mixture of brawn and he can cry at the same time i mean it's all there and he's the back and, and so you're looking at that guy as a role model for a man and then you look over at your husband dudley and he's a and he's just staring going you want me to submit to dudley no, submit to God. Uh, go back over to 1 Peter 3. It says, Wives likewise be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, well, he doesn't, he's not following the Lord. Okay. Even if some do not obey the word, they without a word without a sermon, without being pastored, they without a word may be won by the conduct 
of their wives. When they observe your chaste conduct accompanied with fear, not fear, fear is the word reverence, reverence. Do not let your adornment be outward, rather be hidden person of the heart, quiet spirit. For in this, verse 5, for in this manner, for in this manner in former times, the holy women who trusted in God, say trust in God, trusted in God, adorned themselves being submissive to their own husbands. How were they able to be submissive to their own husbands? They trusted God with their husbands. You know, someone, and, actually, and he brings out here Sarah as an example. As Sarah obeyed Abraham, question, was Abraham such a wonderful guy to submit to? I mean, he was such a godly guy, just always made the right decisions, always thought about Sarah, did everything that's for everything for Sarah. I mean, this is the same dude that said, okay, tell them you're my sister so they don't kill me. And Pharaoh takes her away and is going to sleep with her. And he's upstairs, Dudley's upstairs going, <laughs> having a party, getting stuff. And then God deals with, because she's trusting God, God deals with authority, that's Pharaoh, and he should have done with Abraham. And so then, then Abraham turns around not too long after and does the same bonehead thing again to Abimelech. He wasn't a perfect example. But she kept trusting God to where she kept trusting God, and I believe that through her submission, God was able to change that man to where he became a man of honor, a man of character, a man that trusted God, that straightened up. So what about your Dudley? Well, if you will do what we're going to talk about here and trust God with your Dudley, God can change Dudley into Dudley Do-Right. All right, so go back. Jo Joanne Judo technique to me. She said, honey, this is what I agree, this is what I think on this, but ultimately you're going to stand before God for this. And I ask you to pray about it. And I was like, well, I'll just melt. I said, so I went to prayer. I said, God, I better get this right. <laughs> and then we talked about it, came into an agreement. I don't even remember what it was about. But it melted me. And God dealt with me because she had made a receptacle. This is not just marriage, guys. This is at work. This isn't any relationship. This works this way. So, Jan, you want, Joanne, you want to come up and kind of share your, the truth about it all? I mean, <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, we're having fun this morning, but this is super huge and super important. And I remember when I learned this very vividly early on in our marriage, um, and I, I realized how much of the world had crept in to what I was thinking and how I was responding and how I was hearing my husband because there was, you know, we were both on fire for the Lord. We want to give our lives, our marriage, our relationship to the Lord for his service and see great things happen in the kingdom and for the kingdom of God because of us being united and wanting to see the kingdom of God established in whatever little way that we could do it in our lifetime. 
But there came a point, and like Rick said, we couldn't remember exactly what this was, but um, there was a point where he felt like this is what we're supposed to do, and I disagreed. And on the inside of me, you know, I was my nice on the outside, but on the inside I was like, I am not doing that. And just there was a rebelliousness that came up on the inside of me. And the more that he would talk about it, the angrier that I would get. And the more that I was like, I am not going to do that. <laughs> I am not doing that with you. I am never doing that with you. And I would have time where I would pray about it and get quiet with the Lord. And I would tell him how I wasn't going to do it. And Rick was wrong, and he was way off the mark of what we were supposed to be doing. I'm not doing it. And the more that this just kept rising up on the inside of my heart, it was getting to be a pretty good battle on the inside of me. And it was also causing me to look at my husband like, you don't know what you're doing, and you're wrong, and can I really trust you? Because if you're this wrong on something that I know we are not supposed to do, <laughs> then what else are you wrong on? And how can I really trust you? And I'll tell you, uh, one day I was just praying about this, and God gave me this powerful picture of exactly what we are studying in the Word of God this morning. I am just sitting there with the Lord, and he gives me this vision, this picture of standing in heaven. And I'm out in the hallway, and Rick is in with God. And he's talking to God, and I can hear them. I'm kind of like listening in, and I know my time's coming, but it's Rick's right now. So I'm just standing there outside listening, and I hear God and Rick talking, and God saying, hey, I gave you this to do. How, d how did it go? And Rick's saying, I knew that was you, and man, it was awesome. I stepped out. You were right there. We walked together. We did this, and look at the results. Look at how that turned out. It's amazing. And they were just like high-fiving and having a great time in there. And I'm like out there going, oh, yeah, that was so much fun. And then God brought up another one. I gave you this to do. I gave you this call on your life, and I gave you this assignment. How did it go? And Rick would be like, oh, man, I knew that was you. We had such a great time. And just, you know, story after story after story. Until one time, Rick, or God said to Rick, I gave you this one to do. How did that go? complete silence. I can't see them. I'm just outside listening. But there is like dead silence. And I know on the inside of my heart, that was the one that I knew on the inside of me. That was not God. We are not supposed to do that. You are wrong. You are off. And there's a real quiet, and then I hear Rick finally say, I thought that was you. But Joanne didn't want to do it. And I thought maybe I was missing it, and I was not hearing you right. So we didn't do that one. I'll tell you what, I'm sure you're feeling it for me right now. <laughs> I was devastated. And in that time where the Lord was just talking to me about that, showing me that picture, I just wept on the inside. And all in a split second, he showed me that my fear, it was fear that was on the inside of my heart about what Rick was sensing the Lord was calling us to, and it was the fear that was rising up, and it was the, no, you're wrong. It's not about me being afraid to do this. It's not about me being afraid to be that we're wrong or we're not supposed to do this or how could we be called to do that. It was fear that had risen up, and it had caused 
this wedge in my own heart against Rick, but then really against the Lord. And man, I'll tell you what, it was like, you see, the Lord just gave me this picture to be able to see that without having to actually walk through and mess it up for a lifetime. It was like his goodness and his grace just stepped in and said, Joanne, hold on for a second. You've allowed the world to come in. And, you know, on the inside, it was kind of like, you know, I grew up as a, uh, in a Christian home. I became a Christian at the age of eight, uh, was in church my whole life. So a lot of this stuff, I knew it. But boy, it went from here to here that day. And it dropped down, and it was like, in the world, you can hear, and I had friends who were like, you know, I'm an independent woman. I got this. You know, if they were in a relationship, it was like, we're equal partners. Uh, he does this well. I do that well. We're just equal partners. There's no submission was a bad word, and we certainly didn't do that as women of the 90s and the 2000s. <laughs> we're capable, competent, able women. And that had crept into my beliefs. That had crept into, like Rick said, when we weren't in agreement, or it wasn't an easy place for me to come into and under submission to what he was feeling like the Lord was calling us to do. If it wasn't easy, that was slipping in. And it was taking over, and it was creating havoc in my heart and in our relationship. But boy, when God showed me that, it was almost like, Lord, thank you that this isn't real that you're showing me that I have a choice now. We can get to the end of life, and I can stand outside the door, and I can hear Rick saying, I thought that was you. Or I have an opportunity right now to change. I have an opportunity to stay submitted to the Lord and say yes to whatever you want of my life. I'm yielded. And whatever you share with Rick, he's the big visionary in our relationship. What you share with him I'm going to take that to prayer, and how do I come alongside as a helpmate? Man, there's power in that. And the enemy knows that, and that's why he brings the division. That's why he brings the strife. That's why he brings the fear. Because if we will stay submitted to one another, or, uh, as unto the Lord, to one another, and we'll st stay submitted to him and his call, what can stop us first? <laughs> and how much can we accomplish through that? So, ladies, I just challenge you, if there's anything that's like, you know, I that makes my back bristle, and I am <laughs> not about that, or I don't want to do that, just say, Lord, check my heart. Because I want to go, and I want to stand before you, and I want to hear, well done. You want to have that cheering each other on party. You want to hear your husband in there and listen in and, and say, yep, 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 and have a good time. And don't and spare yourself of that moment, you know. And, and like Rick said, it's not just husband and wife relationships. It's employer-employee. Uh, to be honest, it's right now. Listening to the word of God being taught, and what are we going to do with it now? Because the world tells us otherwise. Women, it's be strong, be your own woman. Don't put yourself in a place where you're going to get walked on or walked over or forgotten or left out or made less of. That's what the world's message is. They're not getting the message that there is a huge blessing. And if I will arrange myself in a place of submission under godly authority, which is God first, and then Rick, and then me, if I will put myself in that place, there's a blessing that comes out, and it comes down. And when Rick's in his rightful place, it is just going to flow straight down to me. If he steps out of line, 
who is still over me. If I'm still submitted, God's still over me, he will still bless me. And I will still receive it because I'm going to be pulling on and my submission to God pulls on his authority over me and it comes down to my life and to my heart and to everything that I do. So I think the biggest takeaway is submit to the Lord, submit to those in authority over us, and we can accomplish so much that way, and we can avoid so much heartache that way. So the place of submission is a place of power. Um, It's a place where you're covered and protected and blessed. And it's a catalyst for change. That your submission to God, submitting under the role, not so much the person, but you're honoring the role of that submission he set up, puts great demand for that blessing to get to you. It can change situations that have been there for years. So let me talk to you those in authority. You are to be a channel of blessing to those under you. God designed you to cover, be a covering of protection. To be a channel of blessing to those under you. And God will hold you accountable for how you do that. Well, don't put that on me, Pat. Well, the Word of God says we'll all, we'll all stand before the judgment seat of Christ and give account. Now, we're not going to get punished. But there are lo- there's loss of reward that we could have if we don't trust God and, and, and follow what God did in our life. And you will be held accountable if you're in a place, if, I don't care, if you're a lady over the children, you're held accountable for that. If you're a, if you're a woman boss at work and you have guys under you, you're going to be held accountable for how you treated them, those are under you. We all have hats of authority and submission that we're all going to be staying accountable for how did we use God's authority. Did we use it rightly? Did we represent him? Did we bless people? And so I think we're going to end there. We're going to get anywhere near the verses I thought we would get to, but I think the Lord did what he wanted to do today. Bow your heads. Father, I thank you so much for the word of God. That you set things up for our blessing. And then... You've given authority and you set up those authorities because all authority belongs to you. You can give it and take it away. But Lord, you've asked us to submit, to become those receptacles. And Father, you you have no control over our submission, but you're asking us to submit. And Lord, I, I, I thank you, Lord, that those that have heard your voice today, that you'll give them the power, the grace, the power of the Holy Spirit, the wisdom of God to submit to the authorities you have over them. And like never before, draw upon your goodness and grace to flow through to them and that you will deal with the authorities over them if they're out of line. And that you would change them like you did Abraham. But Lord, we're submitting today to you. And you say, well, pastor, that's me. I, I'm speaking to me. It may be marriage. It may be work. It may be any form of relationship, parent, child. It, the Lord's dealt with me today that I want to be that receptacle. I want to be a catalyst for change. I want the power of God to start operating 
and, and it may be to a degree, but I want the f maximum flow coming to me. So I'm going to, wherever I go, I'm going to find authority and I'll submit to it. And it's for my covering, it's for my blessing. And you say, pa you say Pastor, that include me in this prayer, because that's what I'm committing today by the power of God, by the Holy Spirit's grace. I'm going to do that, and he's going to help, and I'm, I'm asking you to help me, Holy Spirit, do this, and speak to me about it. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. Father, I thank you that their hands are raised, Father, that they're receptacles of your blessing. But Lord, they need to be submitted to the authority channels that you have set up. And Lord, as they make this decision today to submit to you, I'm asking, Father, that, that you would move upon the authorities, that they would come in line with your will. So that, that that blessing can come. And if they don't, Lord, where it's appropriate, Lord, even if they have to be removed and that blessing still get to them in another way. Or if they are not removed, you still can have other ways that blessing can get to them and that you're going to take care of them because they're trusting in you. I'm asking you to protect those in situations to where they feel like I'm not, I'm not being treated the way I should. Lord, protect them, minister to them, provide for them in a way that, that you only you can do. And Father, we as wives, we just pray for our husbands this morning. Lord, we pray that they would hear your voice loud and clear, Lord. Father, where there is division and strife, we just take authority over that now and cast it out in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for our husbands, Lord. We thank you for them as the authority leaders that you set over our marriage and over our home. Lord, we thank you that they are standing in a position of authority that's been blessed and ordained by you. And Father, we just bless our husbands right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for them. God, we thank you that they understand your word. They hear your voice. They know your direction, Lord, and their heart is to follow you. And Father, we just thank you for um, the grace to come alongside and be that helpmate, Lord, to be that partner to be that one who's in unity, Lord, with you and with our spouse. And Lord, we're going to see the kingdom furthered because of the unity that we're going to see explode in our marriage, that we're going to see uh, the success. Lord, we pray for the wild success of our husbands. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And if you want, you know, this is for every area, but if it's for marriage, I would encourage you to get a book called Love and Respect and how, how, how that interwines and works together in a, in a marriage to make it the way God wants it to work. So, praise God.